Welcome to the podcast, Discover the Hidden Potential of Your Mind. My name is Angelica, and in today's episode, my daughter Tia is going to interview me a little bit on the techniques that I use in my sessions with my clients. And I'm so happy we're spending part of our Easter Sunday doing this, Tia. Me too. So, I've grown up with you learning Psyche and later on Shadow Energetics and becoming a Shadow Energetics Workshop Instructor. So I'm used to it, but I'm never quite sure how to explain to my friends what exactly it is you you do. So I'll say, oh, she she she's a, a life coach, but I don't really know how to explain what techniques you use and just what that entails. So how would you explain that in detail? Right. Okay, I'm not surprised because the techniques I use are a little unusual. I focus on working with the subconscious mind with certain techniques. So I often find that when people look at my list of services on my website or I give them my business card, uh, they say, what's this psyche thing you do? So psyche, spelled P-S-Y-C-H-K, has existed since 1989. That's when Rob Williams originated it. So it's been around for 30 years now. Hmm. But it's still a little bit of... Let me call it an insider tip. Not everybody knows about this technique of changing your subconscious mind. Well, the name is kind of weird. What does Psyche stand for? So the Psyche stands for Psyche and the K for Kinesiology. Because we're using Kinesiology, also called energy testing or muscle testing in this technique. Hmm. Um, it was made popular by Bruce Lipton, right? That's right. Bruce Lipton has certainly helped to spread the word about Psyche. He calls Psyche an energy-based psychological treatment system that's in his uh, book, The Biology of Belief. Hmm. And he recommends it as one way of changing your belief system. And in fact, Psyche and Shadow Energetics, and Shadow Energetics is the technique that was developed by my friend Daryl Gurney, they're both energy psychology techniques which allow us to effectively, efficiently shift our beliefs at a subconscious level. You've been a Psyche practitioner as long as I can remember. What is it that drew you to it? Well, yes, I've been a Psyche practitioner for 13 years. So mm -hmm. you're right, you literally grew up with this. And when I first learned Psyche, that was in the spring of 2006, my background at that point was hypnosis to help my coaching clients reach their conscious goals by getting the subconscious mind on board. So I would hypnotize them. I taught them self-hypnosis in addition to be able to then continue certain suggestions at home. But I always wondered if there was a faster and more efficient way of changing our beliefs and also a way of seeing the results right away after having changed the belief. And that's when I found Psyche. I came across it as an, at an expo actually where Daryl, who later on became my friend, was demonstrating Psyche. And I, I don't believe in coincidences. I just believe in synchronicity. So this was meant to come my way. And Psyche and Shadow Energetics both allow us to change a particular belief in just a few minutes. Hmm. So explain a little bit more how applied kinesiology or muscle testing works. Right. So muscle testing, and that word can be a little bit misleading because we're not really testing the strength of a muscle. Um, energy testing is almost a better term because we're testing the energy. So that allows us 
whether we use Psyche or the belief change process from shadow energetics to communicate with A, our subconscious mind, and B, our higher self, or Rob Williams actually calls it the superconscious mind. And that's that part of us that knows everything and is connected to the higher selves of other people. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So the way it works in this technique is that we cannot say something that our subconscious believes to be a lie without experiencing a weaker muscle response. Energetically, our muscle is weaker than when we're saying something that our subconscious believes to be the truth. Mm. So it's always relative compared to um, what our subconscious deems to be true. But that's extremely convenient for us because it allows us to determine what our subconscious really agrees with, what we really believe in at a subconscious level. And once we know that a certain belief that would be beneficial for us is not held at a subconscious level, we can then ask permission and our is done through the muscle testing again to make a change and to program or to establish a more supportive belief instead of that limiting belief that we're holding. Hmm. So both Psyche and Shadow Energetics have strict permission protocols. We always check if it's okay to make a change. So we would ask if it is in the highest wisdom and benefit that's the wording from shadow energetics, or if it is safe and appropriate, that's the wording from Psyche, to make a shift at a given point in time. So afterwards, we after we've made a change, after we've gotten permission and we used a certain process to change the belief at a subconscious level, we muscle test again. We muscle test this beneficial belief and we can right away see that a shift has occurred. Because when the process is complete, the muscle test will be strong at that point. The person can now save a new belief statement and their energy remains strong, which means they're actually agreeing at a deeper level. Their subconscious is on board with the statement now. And you can really work on any area in your life. Um, Whether that's you want to change beliefs in regards to work, to your career, or perhaps you feel you're stuck in a with a health issue, you have health challenges, or you want to heal and change your relationships, any block can be addressed by examining the subconscious beliefs and shifting limiting beliefs, those that hold us back, into beliefs that actually support us in reaching our goals. Okay. So both techniques allow us to change our beliefs at a subconscious level. Right. Shadow energetics is more than a belief change technique, though. That's right. So shadow energetic is actually way more. We can change subconscious beliefs using the belief change process from shadow energetics. In addition to giving us this belief change process, shadow energetics recognizes the importance of emotions. Hmm. We can also muscle test emotional charges in our body mm-hmm. and release them because emotions naturally would move through us we're experiencing an emotion move through us they're gone but emotions can also get stuck in our body Mm -hmm. and then they cause interference patterns just like our limiting beliefs affect us our emotions also create our experience of reality and that's actually below our level of conscious awareness 
our emotions constantly affect how we see reality, how we respond to reality. Mm. Um, so that is another very important technique that shadow energetics offers. Mm -hmm. Did you know that 90% of physical issues have an emotional uh, root cause? Wow, that's a lot. I, I know that is true for many issues, that like there's an emotional reason behind it, but I didn't know that it, there were quite that many. Is Yeah, and that's why in my sessions, I always ask for emotional and mental component of a physical issue. Mm. Right? We're not just physical beings. We're, it's a whole mind-body system, and we need to find out how much of this is emotionally caused and influenced and affected, how much mentally, and how can we shift it on that level. Mm. Is that why problems often get worse the more that people try and ignore and suppress them? Yeah, you've got a good point there. So especially when we push those emotions down, emotions are normal. In fact, all feelings and emotions are good, mm -hmm. right? They provide us with feedback um, that we need to address something. Um, sadness, for example, might let us know that we're missing something. Anger might let us know that we're perceiving something as unfair, something is not okay, um, and so on. Mm -hmm. However, some emotions do not resolve themselves completely, like I described before they don't move through us and then they cause an obstruction in the physical body and they literally send out a continuous interference resonance a continuous interference pattern or vibration mm. and as a result because we're stuck in that emotional experience we're maybe stuck in being misunderstood or we're st stuck in feeling lonely or we're stuck in feeling unappreciated or we're stuck in feeling could be anything really mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and as a result we perceive and respond reality from that emotional pain from that nobody understands me I'm so alone or um, nobody appreciates me mm -hmm. or I'm always being excluded and so on so as opposed to responding from more clarity or calm or peace or no neutrality, we respond from that emotion to everything. And of course, that emotion gets triggered over and over again, mm -hmm. right? We constantly have these repeating experiences that we're alone or misunderstood or excluded or whatever else is mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. So why is it that this technique for clearing out emotional pain is called shadow energetics? Right. I haven't gotten to the key piece yet <laughs> because the key piece of shadow energetics is the shadow work, like the uh, word says. The integration of our shadows with the goal of becoming whole and more heart-centered. Okay. And we become more whole and heart-centered not by cutting off our ego or pretending to be so spiritual, right, doing mm -hmm. this thing that's called a spiritual bypass, but by learning to accept ourselves and others unconditionally. And what does that have to do with shadows? So the term shadow was coined by Carl Jung and was made popular by um, the late Debbie Ford. And it refers to the fact that other people mirror to us, reflect to us what we had to disown growing up. Because as we grow up and we develop our personality, we learn to identify with certain personality traits, our primary personality traits. And we also learn to disown other traits. Mm -hmm. And can you guess what we usually um, identify with? Um, being kind and loving and giving people more often than not want to aspire to be. Right. So it's those traits 
which were deemed good by mm -hmm. others. And they brought us attention. They brought us love in our environment. Yet, all energy outside in the world also exists inside of us. By definition, mm -hmm. we have a microcosm of that macrocosm out there. And because we have learned to disown certain ways of being, because somebody along the way told us it was bad or not good to be this way, it was wrong, we can only perceive the unwanted traits in projection in others. We carry them inside of us as shadows. Can you give it a couple examples of that? Absolutely. So let's say uh, I'm judging others for being selfish. Mm -hmm. So that means I have most likely learned growing up that I should always be selfless, put other people and their needs first, and so on. Mm -hmm. And if I'm triggered, so emotionally activated by somebody else showing up as selfish, it might be that I have disowned my own selfishness. Mm -hmm. However, no energy is bad. All energy is useful or good. Being disconnected from selfishness means I won't be able to notice my needs or express my needs or have them met in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And then you, when you look at relationships where one or both people aren't able to express their needs and um, have an equal balance of meeting needs, that, of course, breeds resentment and is challenging. So selfishness would be, in this example here, my shadow. And in order to be whole, I need to embrace it. And we have different processes to work with shadows and shadow energetics. When I have embraced that selfishness and I love myself with it, I have become more whole and I will now also be able to accept others with that trait. That's that beauty. Because mm -hmm. how can I love someone else with a certain trait? How can I love someone else with something I can't accept and love in myself mm -hmm. and understand? You want yeah, another example? Yeah. Okay, let's think of another example. So let's take anger. Mm -hmm. Anger is traditionally frowned upon, right? It's not We're not supposed to be angry. So let's say I've really learned to disown my anger. Because at some point in the past, that actually might have helped me to survive. It was what I needed to do growing up. Mm -hmm. But I might now, as an adult, find that I attract angry people into my life. And they really... Uh, fluster me or intimidate me mm. it really you know emotionally activates me so if i embrace my own anger which is still there it's just inside somewhere that does not mean that i become an angry person but it means that by becoming aware of my own anger i'm able to know it and i'm able to use it more consciously so in a situation when somebody takes advantage of us mm -hmm. for example a bit of angry energy that could show up just as assertiveness in that situation, right? I, spe mm. I step a little bit into confidence, assertiveness, just a little bit of anger <laughs> energy, making sure, okay, I'm not being treated this way. It's quite useful. Mm. And then the less timid I am, the less I will draw angry people to me because it's all energy. It's all a balance of energy. Mm -hmm. Are all shadows things that we don't like about ourselves and others or... <clears throat> well, the shadow can either be a dark shadow or a light shadow. And dark shadows have absolutely nothing to do with evil or with ego that we need to get rid of. Mm -hmm. Dark shadows just simply means that we are human, we're flawed. There's certain traits in us that 
um, we've learned aren't, go aren't good, they're bad, they're wrong. And of course, we try to hide them. Um, so that which we do not like, or which we hate about ourselves, and we think we're not it, that's a dark shadow. We also all carry light shadows, and those are qualities we admire in others. But again, we think we are not that. So a shadow is something that we are not aware we are as well, either from a good perspective or a bad perspective? Exactly. So a dark shadow is something that's looked upon as that's bad, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm convinced I don't have that because I learned to disown that. A light shadow is something that we aspire to, we admire in others. Let's see someone else is more confident or someone else mm, is more spiritual or someone else is um, like one of my light shadows that I've worked with already and I'm still working with is playfulness and silliness mm. because I had to disown that growing up. It wasn't okay to be silly, but I don't judge it as something bad. I admire it when people can be that way. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on that both is in my shadow. Mm -hmm. In both cases, I feel I'm not that, but it depends on how um, it's perceived, right? Is it something I actually admire and want to be? But I think, oh, I could never be like that person. Or is it something that I've learned is wrong? Mm -hmm. The truth is, we're everything. We are good and bad. It's all inside of us. Debbie Ford compares our traits, the ones we like and the ones we don't like, to a pack of wolves. I always like that um, comparison. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear more about that? Yeah. So let me read a quote from her book, why Good People Do Bad Things. <laughs> the title of that book is, is yeah. fabulous, isn't it? Right? Because that's what it is. It's not we're not bad people. We are all good, but sometimes we show up in our shadows. Mm -hmm. We show up from um, that place of maybe a lack of integrity or something. Anyway, so her quote is, Truth be told, there's a whole pack of wolves running around inside us. The loving wolf, the kind-hearted wolf, the smart wolf, the sensitive wolf, the strong wolf, the selfless wolf, the open-hearted wolf, and the creative wolf. Along with these positive aspects exists the dissatisfied wolf, the ungrateful wolf, the entitled wolf, the nasty wolf, the selfish wolf, the shameful wolf, the lying wolf, and the destructive wolf. They're all there, right? Yeah, yeah. White wolves, dark wolves. Okay, and the quote continues. Each day we have the opportunity to acknowledge all of these wolves, all these parts of ourselves, and we get to choose how we will relate to each of them. Will we stand in judgment on some and pretend some don't exist? Or are we going to take ownership of the entire pack? That's from her book, Why Good People Do Bad Things, on page 22. So this is all about, am I judging myself and then judging others? Mm -hmm. the question is really should we only feed the white wolves and ignore the black wolves yeah no that's not the way that you find balance right because if you only feed what we were told is good and we try to starve the other impulses and energies inside of us like I mean lots of us have been told sexuality is, is bad mm -hmm. is dirty or we've been told I mean, selfishness is such a beautiful example because we can so clearly see how we all need to have a certain 
um, portion of selfishness. So if we starve those dark wolves, they will wait for an opportunity to attack when we least expect it. Mm -hmm. They come out in some unexpected way. And then we're really acting out of consciousness, mm -hmm. right? But all energy used with consciousness is good, is beneficial, or is useful in some way. Mm -hmm. However, the key is that we were consciously aware of our shadows and have learned to love ourselves with them. And loving ourselves includes our darkness and allows us to truly love and accept others, not just pretend, but really truly accept them with all their imperfections and flaws as well. And that's really so important. Um, I believe you teach a shadow energetics workshop once a year? That's right. Once a year here in Mississauga in the GTA, Greater Toronto area. But if somebody wants to sponsor a workshop somewhere else, I am very happy to travel to teach in another location as well. So the next shadow energetic workshop is coming up really soon. It's at the end of May. Early bird is actually May 1st, so if anybody's interested, they should take a look. The two weekends um, that I'm teaching are May 25th, 26th, and then the second weekend is two weeks later, June 8th, 9th. It's four full days, and um, you'll learn how to change beliefs, how to release emotions, how to integrate shadows, um, and really work with that piece of other people, mirror something and trigger us how to take care of your inner child. Mm -hmm. We're doing a little bit of that. How to interpret your dreams, um, how to actually communicate with your subconscious mind around your dreams, and how to balance the energy in your relationships, which is a beautiful piece in the Shadow Energetics workshop that I haven't really talked about yet. But there's more information on my website. Um, people can either go to greendoorrelaxation.net and go on upcoming workshops and there's a shadow energetics workshop or they can go to greendoorrelaxation.net services and read a little bit about shadow energetics hmm. and um, you can use all these processes that you learn in those four days to do your own healing work and or if you are a practitioner you can use them with your clients as well um, so to find out more, just go to my website. There's testimonials of past students on there as well. And I will put these two links that I just mentioned into the notes for this episode. And if people just want to read more on the topic of beliefs and shadows, I've included different book links in my blog article on my website. I've got a blog article on there uh, called What is Psyche and Shadow Energetics? And I will put that link again in the notes for this episode. And those are Amazon associate links. So you're actually supporting me if you are ordering by going to Amazon through my link. So I'd be grateful if you're thinking about ordering a book, if you would do it that way. So the book links I've got on there is The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. Mm -hmm. An excellent book. Um, Psyche, The Missing Piece by Rob Williams. And then um, Debbie Ford has lots of great books out there, Why Good People Do Bad Things. Um, another one of her books is The Dark Side of a Light Chaser. Um, the Secret of a Shadow is another one. And she's also written a book together with Deepak Chopra and Marion Williamson, 
who is now candidating for presidency oh, in the States. Really? Did you know that? Yeah, very cool. So the, the three of them have written The Shadow Effect. So, yeah. Wow. And where can people contact you if they want a free phone consultation? Um, they can contact me to have a free phone consultation. It's usually up to 20 minutes. And then if they want to book individual sessions or couple sessions, we can do that either through phone, uh, North American number 905-286-9466. Or you can email me, of course. That would be green door relaxation at yahoo.ca. And then we can go from there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me again. Of course, it was fun. <laughs> All right. Until next time, right? Bye. Bye-bye.